Welcome to Catching Them All, the podcast where two wildlife lovers try to see as many critters as possible. We hope you enjoy the stories we share and get just as excited about wildlife as we do. No critters were actually caught during the making of these episodes. an adventure um well i'm april who are you <laughs> i'm courtney ah! i knew that um <laughs> i'm really excited that we're doing this um tell me what you just experienced all right so we are first time podcasters <laughs> big fan of podcasts um not so not so familiar with how to podcast no so idea how to podcast this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> we've been wanting to do this for a very long time now, probably at least the past three years, right? Absolutely. I think we met, and shortly after, we both realized that we should have a podcast. Yeah this this was we were born for this. Oh man, that's a good song. I'm gonna see if I can put <laughs> that in there. Um, <laughs> you yeah, have a Gaga. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, so not sure how to really, uh, record properly. So I just got myself a Google voice phone number. And the interesting thing about Google voice is that when you get a Google voice phone number, if you want to make a call from it, you press call, but then they call you and then, yeah. So I got a call from my Google voice number. And then it connected you to my Oh, number. that's creepy. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, and then I, I got a little scared, and then we hung up, and we just started doing this way now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, we're going to have to hear. There is – no, on my phone, there is a spot where you can flag. Um, James is trying to call me, and I need to ignore him. This is the problem, right? Send a poor James. Poor James. Um first time podcasters maybe we'll yeah. leave it in there maybe just to show everybody how how we evolve over time <laughs> I think that's going to be really good, good. And, and helpful for other future podcasters <laughs> as well maybe yes we'll teach the world um which I guess to me leads me into what are we doing here what are we here to talk about Courtney so <laughs> This podcast is called Catching Them All because April and I are both very obsessed with wildlife and all things outdoors, um, particularly animals, right? Absolutely. I I think we both love everything about the outdoors, but when you see a critter, it's just very, very exciting. I was... Thinking the exact same thing, right? Like, I, I went for my hike today, and of course, I was like, oh, the little forest wildflowers that are popping up everywhere are adorable but oh my gosh where are the salamanders like that was all I was thinking yep yeah uh turning over every rotting log on the ground looking for salamanders that was me yesterday how long do you think it takes you to travel a quarter mile when you're doing that oh my gosh I'm so (laughs) slow (laughs) so um I think, yeah, let's maybe just give a quick little rundown about ourselves, particularly the fact that um, our, both of our significant others' names are are James. Yes. um, (laughs) So, uh, so So yeah, I'm with my James and he's, he's tromping along in the woods and I'm, I mean, I'm probably a quarter mile behind him because I'm looking under every single stump because I just know 
that the one I don't look under is the one that has like a marbled salamander under it, right? Yes, indeed. I I miss that. I'm just kind of jealous that you you can get your James to go on as many adventures with you. I mean, your James is, is, I don't know. He looks like a woodsman to me, right? Like he looks like he belongs in the forest. Um, Well, he does have a beard. He does have a beard, right? The (laughs) mullet doesn't hurt either. (laughs) My James is, um, he will go outside for me, but I do not ever feel like he is in his element when he is. Your James is like, so smooth skin too because he is a swimmer and that's important for swimmers um yes so they're yeah kind of opposites <laughs> that is so true. i was just like yours is a little furry mine's like a little fish <laughs> yeah, we, we both exactly. still found critters <laughs> that really checks out um and you know like we were saying just kind of um giving a rundown about ourselves I personally think you and I are pretty darn opposite too. Would you agree with that? Yes, indeed. I think that is part of what draws us together. But um, Just what was your first it. impression like when you when you first met me? Can give give our listeners um, a rundown of how we met? Well, <laughs> we met. I got to interview Courtney. For really no reason. I was not at all like in a position to be above her, but it was just like this joint interview to see if we would mesh. Um, and at first, my first thought was like, wow, she's tall. <laughs> and 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 for the record, I am short. Um, so the fact that you are, I, I guess you're above average height, right? I think, I, I think that's the thing. You're about... You are like five foot even, right? Yes. And I am like five, eight or five, nine. So yeah. Yeah. Like I'm below average. You're above average. And so like my initial reaction was like, oh, hi. Like looking up. (laughs) Um, And all I can remember at this point, and not that it was that long ago, is that we just laughed. Like, right, it was supposed to be an interview and serious. And, like, somehow we couldn't stop, like, giggling over things. Yeah. And I was just like, well, this is great. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember at the end of the interview, I was like, well, that's the most fun I've ever had in an interview. And then I was like, I don't know if I should have said that out loud, but I did. So... (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think one of our first encounters, I just, I really, once you started working, I don't know, I like as soon as you appreciated how much food I ate on it, like oh, most yeah. people are kind of weirded out and you're like, wow, that's impressive. You can put away <laughs> some food or like, yeah, I dig your scrunchie. And I'm like, oh, Yes, this person, she gets it. She gets the scrunchie. That's cool. We're we're gonna yeah. do fine. And scrunchies have made a resurgence, but I want to say this was before that resurgence. April was still rocking the scrunchie. I'm not sure that you had ever stopped rocking the scrunchie. Oh no, I have my honestly. Okay, at this point, I am kind of bougie about my scrunchie. Don't get me wrong. I think maybe when we get to a point where we have merch, like we can have a critter scrunchie. I don't know. I I think that would be great. Um, But there are these ones from like Run Rabbit and Mm -hmm. they just have like the perfect texture for like not falling out of your hair. So it's like the best of both worlds. It's just like, it's scrunchie heaven. Yeah, that's excellent because that's the problem with scrunchies is that they do fall out of my hair and I have so much hair. So much hair, you little lion. <laughs> yeah. I look like a lion. It's oh, kind of insane. I got man. a lot of hair, but oh, man. yeah, it takes, um, a, it takes a big old scrunchie to hold all that up. It does. I'll get you one. The next gift I get you will be one of these fancy scrunchies, a bougie Ooh. scrunchie. I mean, I say it's bougie, but it costs $3. It's not like it's that fancy, um, okay. right. but they're, they're really nice. 
Um, we've talked about our job. What are, what do we do, Courtney? What makes us qualified to talk about all the critters we want to find and have found? <laughs> yeah. So April and I both have been in the field of environmental education for over 10 years. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, um, actually studied anthropology at Virginia Commonwealth University. And when I got out, I got a job at Holiday Lake State Park in Appomattox, Virginia. And I just fell in love with teaching people about nature and talking to guests and taking people on hikes and taking people out on a canoe and just kind of being there to experience someone else seeing something for the first time or, um, really appreciating something that I have always appreciated. So it's kind of always been just um, second nature to me, but it's not for everyone. And I think um, understanding that a little bit better really made me just kind of fall in love with it. And so I've worked at several state parks since then. I worked at the Science Museum of Virginia, the Frontier Culture Museum, and then um, we both had a job at Maymont Foundation uh, in Richmond. And that's, that's where our paths crossed. And since then we have parted ways, but we're both still in the field of environmental education. And, um, I think uh, a lot of people in our field really love animals, but, um, we're just into it. I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think this is our passion. I, there are, there are there are nature nerds out there, but that you and I are like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that cutie. Uh, Absolutely. All the time. Um, man, April and I went on a whale watching, um, whale watching and puffin viewing boat trip um, in Maine last summer. We didn't see any whales. We saw some puffins. Um, but I swear, I think we were maybe most excited when it was, the boat trip was kind of nearing an end and all of a sudden April hops up and goes, a pity pet, a pity pet. <laughs> and <laughs> April and I just kind of like run to the edge of the boat and we're just so excited because there's this seal swimming and then it just disappears. But it was, I don't know. I think maybe that was one of the most exciting moments of that trip. Hands down. And especially and maybe this will be a category where we have like the people portion right like how were the people around us when we were out adventuring um yeah and we could be like the good the bad likely i don't know maybe maybe we'll set up an instagram account by the time we post this and when we do our intro (laughs) we can we can tell people (laughs) where to put their comments um also side side note um, our picture that I put up for this podcast is us on our trip to Maine Aww. with the poppin'. Um, Aww, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. That's, that's perfect. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it just says so much about us as nature and wildlife enthusiasts and not wanting to miss a single opportunity. Everyone else had like gone inside or gone below yeah. deck. We were we were the last two St. James was around. Um but we were do the you last his two. Reaction? What did he do? Do you remember his reaction when we saw this seal? Oh cool. We were like <laughs> we were like come look and he was like yeah, no I see it. <laughs> we were I'm like, just like no, so no. disappointing. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> same yeah. with mine. My James same thing. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> that was cute. Oh. Um yeah. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Just anyways. Um, so yeah, we met at Maymont. For me, I studied biology and minored in anthropology. Um, and then I went to get a master's in public affairs and natural resource management. And all of that surrounding like my care for wildlife, right? Like I care about the environment oh my gosh, if I could just save and see every critter, um, that is like my life's mission. I just want to save all the critters. So um, let's just protect them. We can, we can quote, catch them all and protect them all. That is, that is like the life goal. Um, So yeah, I did, I did some time in Florida at Moat Marine Lab um, right out of undergrad 
with the sea turtle conservation and research program. I did a little work on the Muscatatuck National Wildlife Refuge in Seymour, Indiana, um, <laughs> which I almost forgot where that was, Seymour, Indiana. <laughs> um, it's in the middle of nowhere. And the North Carolina Aquarium at Pine Knoll Shores before made my way back up to Virginia. And, and then again, the genesis of our story. Um, and all along the way, you know, I would say, I, I'm going to say it, we're going to come out the gate. I'm a bird nerd. Um, no. <laughs> um, the, the main animal that I spend my time searching for are birds. But let me tell you, there are some bird people out there that won't even take a second to look at the other critters around them. And that's just not how I roll. Yes, I yeah. love birds, but trust me, if there could please be a little itty bitty like ring neck snake somewhere slithering yeah. by or whatnot, like that is what I want. All of the critters, please, please bear walk 150 feet in front of me crossing a path so that I don't have to be scared and I can just appreciate you. These are the yeah. things I want in life. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, awesome. So what, what is catching them all, April? I, to me, I want to see everything. I want to get excited about every little thing. And I almost don't care what it is. I think, obviously, I like birds the most. I want to see all the birds. So I want to, I want to have a life list of all the birds, but I want to see all the other cool things too. And I think mammals are pretty high up there, um, especially predators in, cause they're so elusive, right? Like you don't just get to see a bobcat every day or, yeah. um, you know, so like those are just really cool finds, but I get excited about insects too. I was going to say, yeah. my, I think potentially our first stories of the things that we saw this weekend um, or like this past week or whatever um, that we're excited about. I think for us, we we had insecty weekends, it seems. Yeah. I just stalked your Instagram and it seemed, it seems like <laughs> you saw a cool insect. I saw a cool insect. Um, so yeah, to me, I'm like, we're just trying to see them all. What about you? Do you have a different take? Um, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I love animals. It's literally the only thing I want to do when I'm on vacation or on a day off. I mean, I just want to see animals. That's all I really want to do. Yeah. So, um, and I'm with you. I, I want to see every single one if I can. So um, yeah, let's, let's try to see as many as we can and learn about them. And yeah, maybe we'll inspire some people to want to protect them a little bit more than they already are. Absolutely. I love it. <sighs> well, I feel like yeah. I texted you. Yeah, go for it. Oh, well, I was going to ask, uh, what, what do you get the most excited about seeing when you're outside and you see a critter, like, you could see any critter, right? Oh what, what's the most exciting? Like, may, let's say in Virginia, because that's where we are. We're both in Virginia. Yes. So um, what would you get most excited about seeing? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a hard choice. That is such a hard choice because <laughs> um, I feel – I get so excited when I see snakes, Courtney. I get so excited. I, yes, yeah. I love birds, but anytime I see a snake, I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> just yeah. like that, just like that. Um, gosh, but I've never seen a bear in Virginia. And listen, y'all, yeah. I've lived in the city most of my life. Right now I'm in the country, so I'm sure my time will come, but I've been mostly yeah. in the city. I think, I think if I just saw a bear walk through a front yard, I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, um, I, black bears are the thing that I get most excited about seeing. Um, and, and well, bobcats. So, you know, I'm going to say mammals. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with bears. <laughs> yeah. Stick with bears. Black, bears. black bears are just really, 
really special and really exciting to see. Um, I love snakes and I generally say snakes are just my favorite grouping of animal and I love seeing them, but yeah, there's something about seeing a black bear, man. It's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love those apex predators, man. We need more of them. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Don't have a sing. I didn't see a single apex predator on my adventures this weekend though. Um, so no, me neither. <laughs> oh, sigh. What um, a disappointment. What a disappointment. <laughs> I was thinking, Courtney, that I might kick off with our first critter sighting um, okay, of the weekends. I think I text messaged you first. That's the only re- reason I'm volunteering myself to go first right now is because I text messaged you this critter first. Um, so I was taking folks on a night hike, um, which, oh my gosh, if you've never met an environmental educator, this is our favorite type of program, probably, um, a night hike. And I had all adults. Can you believe it? All adults. What a treat, man. Oh, it was great. It was, it was, it was awesome. Um, We really didn't see much. (laughs) It was one of those nights. But we walked around this beautiful preserve for about an hour and a half. And as we were coming to the realization that we weren't going to probably hear owls, um, and these were these were older folks. So I had my red lamp. Usually, you know, we try our best. Like when we, I think you and I in in particular. We're like, people, we don't need flashlights or lights of any kind. Let's just adjust. We'll be fine. Um, But I was slightly worried about these folks. So I had my red light facing like the ground, but like slightly pointing behind me because I wanted them to be able to see their steps and I wasn't too worried about myself. So we're walking along and we hit our like field and I see a little bluish greenish glow out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, what? 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 (laughs) Just crawling along. I made that up. I didn't just see a blue, a blue thing blink. That's not real. (laughs) Um, And then I see another one and I'm like, aha, it is real. So we stop. And at first, like, I don't think I've ever acknowledged firefly larva before Courtney and because it looked like an isopod at first and I was like and for anyone else who's like isopod what um pill bug what's another cutest little bugs cutest little bugs roly polies so it looked kind of like that and I wasn't going to pick it up at first but then I had to (laughs) Um, because the people could not see it. So I was like, all right, let me get this little cutie patootie in my hand. And its butt started glowing. Oh, my god! It was so cute. It was so cute. And I was just so excited that these grown adults were also so excited. And I think that's why we end up doing what we do for as long as we do. When you can even get adults excited about an insect larva, man, yeah, that's the win. That's the win. That's um, awesome. So that's very cool. We'll have to like find a photo to share or something. Um, but I just figured, I don't know. Have you ever seen a firefly larva before? You know, I thought I had, but I don't know. That that sounds really really special what you're talking about I I feel like I would remember that it reminded me of like um blue green algae and like bioluminescence right like it was because when I think of fireflies at least the species that we have in Virginia they really are typically like yellow to greenish wouldn't you say like and this I swear it was like yeah bluish green and just I don't know. It was just really cute and his little butt just kept on glowing. So so I was really excited and 
I really do think most of the species we have in Virginia are kind of like your standard firefly, right? Um, how do we describe a firefly? It's a beetle. It's a beetle. It yep. can fly. Its little head is kind of almost tucked in because it's like protected by like the shell, kind of co- shell. It's not a shell. I shouldn't have said that. What? A, what? A, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's not a shell. We didn't. We thought okay. Um, and and so the little butts glow. What should we look up? Oh my gosh! Why do their butts glow, Courtney? Um. Oh wait, you're just saying like why? Why? Well, why? How? What? I mean, what do the people want to know? What do we think the people want to know? about butt glowing. Well, okay. So there, well, and depending on where you are, right, there's different types of glowing. And oh my gosh, have you ever been, okay, there's a place in North Carolina that you can go <gasps> and the fireflies do like the unison glowing. Have you seen those? Okay. I'm curious. I think you just are getting, oh my gosh, I was going to bring this up later. I love you. Same mind, same mind. Um, because I initially looked up blue and okay. I think where you're talking about is the blue ghost firefly. Okay. And so we need to go on a trip and go see these um, because it is. Yeah, because I, it's only part of the year too, right? Like I think it's like for a couple of weeks yes. they do it, but they all light up at the same exact time. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which, that sounds incredible. Which they, other fireflies don't do. Other fireflies are like blinky butts and have little patterns. And based on the pattern, that is like how the mates find each other. Um, but yeah, these blue ghost fireflies are apparently the only ones that are supposedly blue. So it made me question my okay. entire like vision, like color I don't know. What am I trying to say? Like yeah. what my cones were trying to do at night. Cause I could have sure. sworn it was blue. Um, but these are the only ones that apparently have blue butts and it says they make an appearance around Asheville, North Carolina, and they only glow during mating season. And that's like late spring to early summer. Yeah. And it's like, they're the only ones that do what you're saying, like in unison. Yeah. So that's bananas. I want to catch that. I know. How have we not done this? I mean, man, we're in Virginia. We're North not Carolina far. is right there. It's right, right there. there. It's literally our neighbor. Oh, Come my on. gosh. Um, I want to ask, you tell me, is it too much for me to read, like, the little description of fireflies or lightning bugs from National Audubon Society? Oh, please do. Okay. And by the way, do you call them fireflies typically or lightning bugs? I think I've usually called them lightning bugs. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Just curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I only call them fireflies when I'm trying to be like romantic about them for programming's sake. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, right. Like I'm trying to entice people to like get into doing something that involves watching them. And so, yeah. so like I have a program coming up fireflies before fireworks right that just flows better yeah <laughs> I think um I feel like it is like a I don't know maybe it sounds a little bit nicer or something I feel like I hear firefly more but yeah um, I think maybe at least in Virginia most people do call them lightning bugs yes I agree yeah <sighs> okay so this is National Audubon Society field guide to insects and spiders it's for North America we can talk about field guides later. I have some beef with this one, but it's I a- know how you feel about these. But <laughs> I was actually shocked when you said Audubon. I was like, really? Oh, uh, for another day, for another day. Um, all right. So, family Lampardae, because of the luminous organ on the tip of their abdomen, fireflies are among the most familiar insects. All are soft-bodied brownish or blackish beetles a quarter to three quarters of an inch or for all you non-americans out there um the rest of the world five to (laughs) twenty millimeters long um the pronotum probably said that wrong 
is prolonged so far forward that the head is concealed from above. On summer nights, they blink their green or yellow light organs to attract mates. Adults evidently do not feed, yet they are attracted to moth baits. It's a very interesting thing to need to put into a field guide. Um, Aww, <laughs> moth baits. Moth sure. baits. Um, the larvae, which are also often luminous, prey on small animals, including snails. Nocturnal. Some live in moist places under debris, on the ground, others beneath bark and decaying vegetation. So that is that is what Audubon Society has to say about that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, obviously, um, the glowing is to attract a mate, and do we have science behind the glowing? Do we have, oh my gosh, I was reading something earlier, and I should have kept that tab up. Um, I've known this in the past. It's one of those things that's, like, in the depths of my brain somewhere. It has something to do with ATP. That's all I can remember. (laughs) Let's just say ATP and move on. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and listen, an entomologist out there can school us. We are not entomologists. I have yeah. never studied the physiology of a lightning bug. But I know that they're so energy efficient that it is something that scientists have explored for how we could have more efficient um, lighting that doesn't like produce as much heat, right? So, because these huh. little lightning bugs are like lighting up, but it's not like making things hot. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. The any like biomimicry kind of tie in is always so cool to be like, <sighs> scientists are looking at this adorable little insect to try to figure out how humans can be better. Absolutely. And um, I think before we move on to the next discovery, like your discoveries, there is um, Mass Audubon has Firefly Watch. So that's a citizen science. That's like a link we could put in somewhere. Um, A citizen science project for identifying and reporting fireflies. Because they have seen some some pretty hefty declines in their populations due to, you know, urbanization, um, you know, just habitat loss in general. So I guess fireflies could use our help. Be nice to the fireflies and yeah. lightning bugs. Yeah. Well, very cool. I'm I'm excited for you that you got to see that. And it's very exciting that it's the time of year where you can start to see things like this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Not creative segue into your adventures. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this was something that I saw a couple of weeks ago. I sent you a text pretty immediately when Woo! I saw this. Yes. Yep, my yes. this creature because I had never ever seen one before. Um and um I had actually gone out specifically looking for these little fellas and um to no avail. And this one uh we just kind of happened upon. So this is the American woodcock. Yes. And they are actually in the sandpiper family, which I don't know why that's so fascinating to me. I think it's because I think of sandpipers at the beach, right? Like, yes. um, These guys are not necessarily beach birds. They like to be in forests and they're very, um, they're, they're pretty elusive. And um, usually I don't think people see them unless you're kind of trekking through the woods and you spook one and then it freaks you out because it makes like a whole clamor. And then it's just gone and you never really saw what it was. Right. Yeah. And so this is what I had heard because um, my brother worked for um, a company a couple of years ago where they did a lot of invasive species. How was that a couple of years ago? I digress. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I know. It's great. Time doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, he, he had seen quite a few of them because, you know, they're 
going through the middle of the woods. They're not on paths or trails or anything like that. And they're um, in pretty secluded places. So she had told me like, yeah, you just kind of trek through the woods and you'll eventually see one. And so we tried <laughs> and <laughs> never saw one. Um, but we were up at Big Levels, which is in Augusta County. So close to Stanton, Virginia. Um, and there's an old coal road that kind of goes back through all the campgrounds and hiking trails and river access and everything. It's extremely secluded. Um, but we were driving, we were actually leaving. We had kind of finished hiking around for the day and I see something in the middle of the road. And I, it's one of those times where I'm like, I don't know what that is. It just kind of looked like a big, a big puff (laughs) in the middle of the road and I stopped the car and got my binoculars and oh my gosh I flipped out I was so excited to see a woodcock just sitting in the middle of the road I mean April you're a bird person that's pretty weird right I mean I think if no one else is driving on it they love coming out to open spaces to call and display at certain times a day. So usually that would be a field, right? Like that would be like adjacent to a wood line. But if there is not a field, then they might use a road as their spot to me and display. So not terribly uncalled, like unheard of, but it's more just like, what are you doing here? Yeah, like what a lucky find, you <laughs> yes. know? Like, yeah. man. Uh, so, so yeah, I, and I, I'm assuming this was a male. I don't know. Do you think that seems correct for uh, a male to be? Nah, mm, Not really? I don't no. know. I have no idea. I okay. People are now going to be like, oh, she thinks she knows about birds. Um, <laughs> I mean, if there was a male, I think it does make sense that it would be a male that might be coming out to then maybe start calling and then displaying. Um, so that's what I was envisioning. Yeah. Um, that maybe this was a male that's kind of like uh, waiting around to do his little display. Yeah. But again, could be wrong. Who I don't knows? Know. I, I, I wish I, we could talk. I am not an ornithologist. So there you go. I mean, neither am I, but I am an ornithusiast. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm working on my ornithusiasm degree, but I'm not there yet. Um, I'm in training. <laughs> you are doing so well. You really <laughs> are. I'm impressed with your endeavors. Um, they're yeah. so great, too, because, I mean, seriously, well, we'll find a picture. We'll put it somewhere because um, they just look silly. They're so silly. And so the amazing thing was... Um, I did have my camera, so I have a pretty good picture you of do. this little guy. Um, and it just sat there and waited for me to, like, photograph it. And then it started doing this little, like... Oh, no, it didn't. Did it do little, the like, little... bobbing kind Mar- of thing. Yes. So it, like... Yes. I'm <laughs> it, bobbing it right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, too. I'm, like, mimicking it because, obviously, you can see this right now. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, it did, like, a little, like, kind of head and, like, butt wobble. Yes. Kind of a, more, not, not not a wobble, more like a bounce, I would say. A little bit of a bounce. Yeah. And it did that, I don't know, five or six times, and then it flew off into the woods. But it probably only flew off about 20 feet into the woods. So, like, we could see where it went. But it was just so funny to me because this little dude was just – like, oh my gosh, I got to get away. And then it was like, but I'm going to go right here, actually. <laughs> but not worry about you But anymore. the real question, question is, could you still see it once it went into the woods? Or did so, it like completely camouflage? And, and so we didn't go after it. Oh, okay. Because um, we had already like had a really good look at it. We wanted to leave it alone. Um, so we didn't like trek off into the woods to go find it. I could see, I had a good idea of where it was, but I, I bet you it would have been lost to me in the yeah. woods. Um, so they are like masters of camouflage. And if you don't know what it looks like, um, they're about the size of a robin. 
maybe a little bit bigger. Because um, they're plump, right? Like a robin yeah. is a little slender, but these guys look like little, little, little poofs. They're just a little this poof, a, a little chunky poof. Yeah, it's got like stubby little legs and a super long beak. Um, so its beak is like as long as its body, right? Mm-hmm. It's like very, very long. And they do this thing where they kind of walk along the ground and probe the ground because they mostly eat insects. And so it seems like it seems like somebody needs to study them more because it doesn't seem like there's a ton of research on them. But the thought is that they are kind of um, like vibrating the ground and it's causing earthworms to like come up so they can eat them. Oh my gosh. and I just think that's really, really cool. But again, there's, um, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of research supporting that. So everything I read, it was like, well, they may be doing this to send vibrations and move earthworms around. But um, so not for certain on that. But I just think that's really cool. I also read that when females nest, they nest on the ground and they will sometimes make a little depression in the ground. But their nests are usually only about five inches wide so Mm -hmm. that's so small and adorable and um the babies when they're uh when they're born they kind of wait until they dry off so they hatch out they kind of dry off and then the female and all the little babies leave the nesting area together and she will take care of them for like the next few days but within three to four days, they are like already starting to probe the ground on their own. And that's oh. just crazy to me. Crazy. Well, and mm-hmm. if you're going to be on the ground, you got to just survive quick. Yeah. Right. You just. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, got to get it, get going. Um, You know, I immediately think of the people aspect here. Friends. Stay on the trail. Yeah. You know, that's just what I think of, right? Immediately, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I like to go explore things, and I try to be really careful when I do. But those habitats outside the trail could be little little American woodcock eggs. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing, because um, their nests are not going to be obvious whatsoever. And they don't always create a depression. So sometimes they just lay their eggs directly on the ground winning and um, females will, uh, if they feel threatened, they'll abandon a nest if they're Mm. not very far into the incubation period. So they'll just abandon it. And so you don't want a female to just leave those legs. We want lots of woodcocks. Um, And um, something else I was reading was saying that we think that woodcocks are pretty plentiful but it's really not um we're not completely certain about that yeah because a lot of a lot of the research that we have about bird populations are through citizen science efforts like the christmas bird count or the great backyard bird count Mm -hmm. and people aren't really documenting woodcocks (laughs) during those times because people are mostly documenting like feeder birds and things that are a little bit easier to see but since woodcocks are so reclusive, it's kind of hard to tell what their numbers actually are right now. And they're very susceptible to, um, uh, like, heavy metals that can get into the ground oh, okay. from, uh, you know, from eating, um, like, earthworms and other insects and things that are, you know, going to be in the ground. Things that just, like, bioaccumulate in the soil system. Ex- yeah. Exactly, because they're probing that soil all the time. So, um, mm. oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it says declining. I looked on All About Birds. It says they are watch, like, they have a watch alert. And yep. conservation status declining. And as a bird watcher, like, I participate in Christmas Bird Count and the Global Big Day. Um, now they have one in fall, too, which is really exciting, like a spring and a fall Global Big Day. But... Listen, y'all, a little bit more about me. I like getting up early. I do not like staying up late. Um, So, and they are really hard to find and they are declining. So you're right. It is not individuals who are making, would be making a point to try to find woodcocks on one of those count days. Um, 
And it wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm just going to go out and do my normal thing. It'd be like, no, I'm going to specifically survey these properties and the type of land that you okay. might find them in. Um, I feel really lucky, Courtney. Don't hate me. I don't want to hear how many woodcocks you've seen. No. Okay. Okay. I have not. Just kidding. I do. Want to hear. <laughs> um, I've seen an okay amount, but not as good as a shot of you. Like every time I've seen a woodcock, it's been like flight display or like on the other side of like a tree line scurrying around. Like you got an amazing shot. That's so shot. cool though. That's um, so cool. We have, they, they're living behind me right now. Oh my I gosh. hear peace when I take my dogs out at night. And so I don't go searching for them because I'm like, you know what? I want them to stay there. I don't want them to be scared off by me. But I just smile every time I take my dogs out before bed and I hear me, me. <laughs> um, it makes my heart so happy. Um, and I hope they stay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, do you want to talk about what the male's display is? Do you know about this? Oh, well, um, it's uh, like, to me, it's like, almost like sky, like it's like sky launch, yeah. sky diving. I think like it is an up and a down, um, and just like a little display. Can you describe it in better? Cause I just think of um, it as like a shooting up and kind of like a woo. I use sound effects. Those are not helpful for. Actually, that's very helpful for my imagination, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> that's good. Um, Glad it worked. Uh, I have not seen this, but um, I was actually talking to my dad, and my dad is an outdoorsman, so he's seen this display, and he was telling me about it, and I was just like, really? Is that really what it is? And then reading about it, it sounds like, yeah, they kind of like shoot up and then maybe like zigzag around a little bit on their way back down and kind of do that multiple times is that is that correct yeah yeah I um you would almost think it's a bat if you're yeah if you don't know what bats actually look like um <laughs> a really fat fluffy a bat. really fat fluffy bat um it, but more like so sporadic right like when I think of a bat or I, I'm thinking of like what it looks like when I see a bat it's kind of like zigzaggy and sporadic um yeah. and usually when we think of birds movement it's very direct yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah um <sighs> one more fun fact about woodcocks some Please. people call them timber doodles that's my favorite i think i yeah. might have even dropped that in there before you even got to it but it might be hidden um it's my favorite i kind of yeah. want to take over american woodcock and just call it a timber doodle I love Timberdoodle. I've never, ever heard this before, <gasps> but I love it. And I want to just call them Timberdoodles from now on. Absolutely. That is what they should be named. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what other categories we should have for our adventures, but I do like the idea of the one where we're like, okay, well, we're looking for critters. We're catching all the critters. But then sometimes, of course, you end up interacting with people. And those can be really great interactions or they can be meh interactions. So how yeah. would you rate your interactions? Did you have any interactions in your Timberdoodle exploration and experience? You know, I really, well, not really, but there were not a lot of people out because like I said, this is a pretty secluded area I was in, but, um, there were a decent amount of people out for where I was mm. and there was this one group of folks on like dirt bikes mm. and they were all behind us. And at one point they were like right behind my car and I kind of stopped, let them go ahead. And then they were like, Oh, never mind. They just like turned back around. And when we got to the little woodcock, I was so glad that I was the one who pulled up because I'm always looking for animals, you know, like yeah. I'm scanning the road constantly like I said, this guy, it just looked like a little fluff. I mean, I feel like someone else would have just mistaken it for like some leaves or something like that. Yeah. Cause they're, they're small, you know, and, and brown. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm always outside looking for critters and trying to experience nature and these other guys, um, not that they were doing anything wrong, but they were kind of, um, 
you know, they were just out to ride their dirt bikes around. And so I was just very thankful that I was the person who kind of had approached this situation because I gave the little dude lots and lots of space and time to kind of move on on its own before I moved my car. So, you know, I was glad I was where I was and I was glad that, um, that the folks behind me decided "Eh, I'm going to actually turn around now. So very good. Very good. That's not bad. I think I already hinted at like my, my crew of night hikers were just very inquisitive and even asked questions about, um, like conservation easements for their property. So if people aren't familiar with conservation easements, it's basically like saying when I'm gone, my land is always going to be protected. No one can just like buy or sell it. It is safe. Uh It stays wild. Um, So had lots of really good conversations and it made me just, right? Like sometimes you just really need to hear good people talk about doing good things for nature. Yeah. And that was my, so I had, I had really good experience this weekend with, with, with the people. So that was good. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I have a surprise for you. Oh my gosh. Um, I thought the woodcock was the surprise. You're like, what is she going to talk about? Uh, well, you know, I mean, gosh, Woodcock, it was a surprise to me and it was a little surprise for you. But now this is, this is a game that April and I like to play ah. and more like I just call her with a really bad description or a really crappy picture of a bird and try to get her to identify it. I've gotten a little bit better on my own, I think. Yeah. So So your little nestling, me, has kind of started to pledge, and I'm a little bit on my own now, but, um, but I still, I still text you (laughs) to make sure, because I don't want to post something on Instagram and be like, this is a this, and then, gosh, I don't want you to see it and be like, Courtney, no, actually, that was a Wilson's warbler, not a yellow rump warbler, or whatever. You would never make that mistake. Is a Wilson? Wilson's Warbler a real thing? I just made that up. Shut up. Yes. Yes. And listen, <laughs> okay. A yellow rumped warbler or butterbutt, mostly kind of like we in Virginia really don't experience their breeding plumage, which is quite pretty. Um, but right, like they're, they're kind of like drabish gray birds with like yellow under the wing and a yellow rump. A Wilson's Warbler is even smaller. It's like all yellow and has like a black dot on its head. Someone is going to rip me a new one because I'm not giving probably all its features enough credit. Um, but anyways, you wouldn't make That's that hilarious. mistake. You wouldn't make I that mistake. I had no idea Wilson's Warbler was a real thing. You're... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for those descriptions. You're welcome. <laughs> Butterbutt? What? How have you not... I know I've said that before in front of you. And maybe so, but I really like it. And I did see one pretty recently, actually. And that was, that was pretty great. Um, I digress. So (laughs) what I'm going to do, I'm going to read you a description from my field guide that I have here. So this is Sibley's Bird East. Um, Approved. Yeah, I was going to say big thumbs up on this one, I think from both of us. Um, I'm going to read you a description and see if you can identify what the bird is. Oh, goody. Okay. All right. All right. I just flipped through and I found one that I think is, well, it's very common. So I'm hoping the description will do it justice. Um, Do you want like a category? Oh. Do you want to know, is this like, uh, I'll give you location for sure. Um, And I'll read you the description, but do you want to know like, is it a songbird? Is it? I mean, I think if you give me like, size, right? Size. Like if size. Let's start. Let me let me see if I can do it without and and I lose points or something, right? Like we'll find some arbitrary okay. way to like penalize me if I have to get hints. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. So. I'll start with size. So length is 17 inches. Wingspan is 40 inches. 
and its weight is 1.4 pounds. Um, I, I just giggled so hard because, okay, we were playing a game not too long ago and we were talking about a crow and April's fiance goes like, well, how much could a crow possibly weigh? Like, what did he say? Like five pounds or something? Yeah. And we just all lost it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be a humongous crow. Oh my God. Wait, doesn't a bald eagle not even weigh five pounds or like right around five pounds? A bald eagle weighs. It weighs. Oh, holy crap. 9.5 pounds. Well, color me wrong. Woof. That's, Woof. That's, that's a heavy bird. That's a big old bird. That is a big old bird. Oh. Okay. Well, listen. 17 inches, wingspan 40 inches, weight 1.4 pounds on our bird in question. Okay. Okay. Uncommon in wooded areas with clearings and water. Often seen perched in trees or on poles or wires at the edges of clearings, ponds, or streams. A rather compact, exhibitor-like gudio. All plumages in flight show distinctive, pale, translucent crescent. Oh, it's a, it's a red-shouldered hawk. It's a red-shouldered hawk. So maybe, gosh, I should skip over words like exhibitor and gudio <laughs> next time. Maybe. I mean, that was very helpful. Um, but as soon, I mean... I, Maybe you do kind of need at least, like, I guess you would get to what it eats, and then I'd be like, oh, well, it's a bird of prey. Um, but the crescent. You know, it doesn't even have that on here, what they eat. So I would have to get maybe to that somewhere. But, like, really, yes, you said bootio, but, like, as soon as you said, like, those crescent shape on the wings, um, yeah. 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 All right. Well, good job. Good job. You passed that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad you asked me a question because, or had a surprise for me because Courtney, maybe this isn't a surprise for you. Courtney oh, has been really digging into Spanish since I've known her um, because her James's family is from Argentina. Um, and so I've recently been trying to learn Spanish. And I got a children's book, Courtney. Okay, this is a good start for me. Children's books. That's my level. That's one. Yes. Um, so the this is me, primer, libro, animales de bosque. Okay. Are you excited? I am. How many woodland critters do you think you can name in Spanish? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have to, like, think of them. Okay, well, I was going to say, I have, I'm going to, I was going to go through the book, but I was kind of just trying to gauge, like, do you know, do you feel confident that you, if I call out an animal, you could maybe name some in Spanish? I, I can name some. Yeah, okay. I can name some. All right. Squirrel. Um, Ardea. <sighs> Nailed it. Yay. Wolf. Wolf is. I want to say, is it Lubo? Um, you got it. Yes. All right. Bear. Also. Yeah. Fox. Zorro. Rabbit. Conejo. Oh my gosh, you're so good. <laughs> um, deer. Uh, Ciervo. Oh, you're so good. I'm yes, so proud of you. I didn't man, know, like, I, I, I didn't know, like, I'm any of these. Cobwebs. I'm feeling good right now. Okay, last one. Cricket. Oh, I have no idea. What is it? Grillo. Grillo? Grillo, yeah. Okay, all right. You did such Here's a good well. job. You did such a good job. What was oh, that? thank you. Thank you. What was that, five out of six? Nailed that it. Was, it was a majority, so I feel yes. good. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Courtney. April. What is your next adventure? Man, um, you know what? I'm probably going to be heading back towards the mountains this weekend. So <gasps> Dear. I'll take pictures of everything I see. Please. I am going on a staff paddle on <sighs> Wednesday. All right. On the Rappahannock. 
So I will take pictures of all the things I see. Heck yeah. And, and it's that great time of year where critters are coming out a little bit more because it's getting warmer. Well, in theory. <laughs> I was Listen, cold today. I'm putting it out into the universe. Yeah. It's going to stay warm. It's going to stay warm. It's going to get warm. And then the next time we come together, we will have caught a few more species. All right. That's not the let's great continue. slogan. We got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, what it. Yeah, I don't know. Let's catch them all. Let's catch them all. All right. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Grace and Harlow for our theme music. You can find us on Instagram at allthecritterspod to see updates and pictures of our adventures. Each week, we'll donate a portion of our proceeds to an environmental charity. Since we met through environmental education, we're kicking off by giving to the Virginia Association for Environmental Education. We'll put their information in the show notes. Now go catch and protect them all.